This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody <laughs> welcome back to another episode of don't blame me where i megan and me melissa we give you wonderful amazing life-changing advice all the while looking so absolutely stunning and what'd you say we look like today i said we look like sorority girls at our founder's day brunch. Mm. we do check out our patreon we're in a fl- florals for spring how yeah. groundbreaking well on this podcast, you call in, you leave us voicemails, and we give you the best advice you've ever heard. And it's free, unless you want to give us your money, in which case... Great. Go to Patreon.com. Exactly. Go to Patreon.com. Um, Ad free. And if you want our Venmos, <laughs> 
it'll suck. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me to pay you on Venmo for the random people. I told you people used to do that to me. Yeah. I can't. People used to be like, I'm a fan of the podcast. Give me $5. Why? Excuse me. I'm the one that's putting in the work. You don't have to work to listen. <laughs> I was telling Mons the other day. I forget what it was. But someone was asking us for something. Maybe it was our merch or something of being like, how, like, would you consider, like, donating some of the proceeds to like benefit like women in business and you were like we are the women in business right. <laughs> benefit us we're not making a lot of, like we need money like mm-hmm. help me i was telling Mons that i was like remembering how funny that was <laughs> we was like us that's the women in business that you're supporting exactly. you want to support a woman-owned business we're here here hello we are not making the uh call her daddy money <sighs> hi we're giving fucking advice it's wonderful it's amazing and you're probably wondering how we're qualified how are we qualified we're qualified because one day our heads popped out either through, I don't know how you were born, C-section. Vaginally. Okay. So our heads popped out of two vaginas and then we swam out and then I shat my mom and then they did an emergency to get all the shat out. And um, then... And then she formed the fudge field. <laughs> Which you and then I was like, I'm the shit, and quite literally. <laughs> and then, I mean, these were eight years apart, but we can't do the math. Good job. That's not right. Okay, seven years apart. That math is overrated. That was close enough. Yeah, it's not algebra, so I can sit here and work it out. Get your rocks off on doing some fucking equations. Um, but seven years apart, they're the. It was like I was born and it was like greatness. And then you were born and it was like greatness. We were on when you were born. I was living in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You were in California. Mm-hmm. And then we just like a sun sh- shone, shined, sparkled over Colorado because that's kind of the midpoint. And Mots was, was there. He was already born. Oh, he was we already born. born. By the time you came. But like. That was part of mm-hmm. your. Um, so this <laughs> sounds like a fucking Power Rangers origin story. You're bit by a radioactive spider. It shined over Colorado, as I said, and then sparks just shot all across the U.S. of A. And then someone said, "Oh my gosh, something just quaked the earth, and we don't know what it is." But then thirty. No, it's not because you're not even 30 yet. 25 years later, we met in an office where I go, those two are fucking. And I go, not yet. (laughs) And and it was just magic from there on. It was. I love that that was like a beautiful if like we were rich and we had money i would pay an animator to like draw that like that is like our that is like our what is the first part part of the bible called genesis yeah that's like the is that right origin that's the yeah that is like us there's a car called a genesis too right we can't you get that we can't get into my feelings about people who name cars and who pick the colors for all of them Okay. Um, anything we wanted to add before? Update. Oh my gosh, we have an update. This I think everyone's going to be very excited to hear yeah. from. Great. And uh, that's all we'll say and you'll hear from her. So my original call, I had called about my father of my child 
his issues with money and not being able to save money, not being able to financially support us um, by any means. My son, when I called, was I think around four months old and had some health issues. And it was just kind of a concern of mine too. His issues with money and handling money. And along with that, his mother and her issues with crossing boundaries. And um, as far as bringing people over when they were sick and just doing weird things like sticking her hands in his mouth, it's just weird things. Okay? I remember all this. Me too. Um, yes. I guess update. Uh, I, I moved home. I, I listened to your call and it just kind of like resonated with me because I remember Megan was like, okay this is not going to get better because first off, he kind of has mommy issues, which we know well. And the mother had issues with crossing boundaries. And that was just something that no matter how much communication we had, it just, there was nothing. There was, it was never going to get better. And along with that, I stayed with him for two and a half years. And in that time, no exaggeration, he had 32 jobs. What? How? <laughs> because like if somebody hurt his feelings this is the thing like he had the type of personality like if somebody genuinely hurt his feelings or like constructive criticism he took that offensively and then decided that like he could no longer work there and so he just quit his job oh my god did he like formally quit or just not show up just not show up that's what I thought yep yep I was like um I can't even imagine doing that like I gave a month and a half notice to my job before I moved out of state because I'm like please don't hate me but yeah uh, so for like four months I saved up money um into a separate account and then I uh, bought a house so oh my congratulations congratulations. that's amazing (laughs) thank you yeah so now I'm close to my family I have a great support system I have an awesome son that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's he's so awesome. I should show you guys. He's eventually, but yeah, he's you know he, he's ready to hit the road. But. Wow. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Me like too. I remember Thank that you. call, and I just like remember the. I I remember you were at your with like wits end. Like it was like it was mm-hmm. a a lot, and like we have calls all the time where we talk about like, we feel like we're giving people, people are calling in, like, can I have permission to like get out of this? And I'm so glad. And like, you bought a fucking house. Like this is like a couple months ago. You're with a guy who like cannot keep a job or save fucking money. And like his like shit fucking mom. And like, I'm just like, so impressed by you. And like, this is just like amazing. And I'm so happy for you. Yeah. You did it. Like you, you had, you set a goal. You knew that there was a problem. You set a goal. You figured out what you needed to do to help yourself and your son. And you, you did it. Like you crushed it. Like you fucking crushed it. You (laughs) didn't just get out. You like bought a fucking house. Like you like, and like you're closer to family. Like that's just like, yeah, that's like, yeah. And your son's really lucky to have you. Like that's like, that's amazing. And like, yeah, relationships can be really hard that people feel like, you know, that they're, they're stuck with partners for kids, but like you you do the, you you did like literally the best thing you ever could for your kid and like you're he's gonna grow up to like know that like I can get if I'm not happy I can get myself out of a situation and like I can be the cause and the driving force like behind like 
the changing things and to make decisions for myself in my life. Like that's amazing. Yeah. To anybody that's listening, if you're a single mom, when you're in a relationship, you can do it on your own because you're already doing it on your own. Just mm. you're carrying around dead weight. So wow. like if you, if you can get out, do it. I know that it's obviously not that easy for everybody, but like it's, it's so much better. Just you'll find your footing basically. Yeah. And it might take longer than four months, but like you can, you can, yeah, like that's, it's, that's like really, really great advice. And I hope people take that to heart because this, yeah, this is like the epitome of like what the proof in that is. So, well, thank you for calling, for giving us an update and all that. And I'm like, I can't stress enough, like how happy I am for you that like, not only are you out of that situation, but like you're in, I guess, so you're in a way better place. Mm -hmm. Like you took so many steps forward. Um, and that's like really hard and like, you should be like so fucking proud of like everything that you accomplished and yeah, like just thank you for sharing this with everybody too. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Cause that, all I heard was that episode kind of going back in my head, like, girl, it's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, change. I'm, 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 it can be a little like, harsh. <laughs> no, I needed that. That's all right. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Amazing. Thank you for the update. Thank you. We'll let you take them home. So yeah. You have and fun. Enjoy being <laughs> off of work. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. If you watch the video version, yes, we're wearing different outfits. Anyways, so fucking happy for her. And I hope that everyone, anyone who does relate or might, might relate to her situation in the future takes what she said to heart. Because I think that's like really fantastic advice that mm-hmm. a lot of people would benefit from. Ugly. Woo. Okay, so should we get into some calls? Hi, Megan, Melissa. I am a 26-year-old she, her, um, and I am calling and asking for dating advice. I recently got out of a two-year relationship in July, and I forgot how hard it was kind of putting myself out there in the dating world. I'm not the biggest fan of dating apps because I always get too nervous to meet up with people. It's hard for me to feel 100% me and, like, comfortable in that situation. I would much rather meet someone in person or through a friend if possible. But I'm also at a point where I'm not really searching anything out. But if I meet someone, I'm not going to say no. Um, if that I like, I'm not going to say no. Um, last weekend, I was hanging out with my friend and her boyfriend. And his friends reached out asking if, you know, we all wanted to hang out. Um, everybody is around the same age, 26 years old. Um, two of his friends were there. And I sort of hit it off with one of them. He was extremely nice. And we had a lot in common. So the conversations were really comfortable and interesting. Like, on the base level, he kind of was everything that I'm looking for. Um, We have the same political views. Um, He was really cute. Um, We, like I said, our conversations were really, really good. I felt like he was really engaged, and he was asking me personal questions to keep everything going. Um, And on our way back to the cars, he even walked faster to catch up with me so we could walk, walk next to each other and talk some more. This morning, or, like, that morning, they reached out um, to the three of us, and we got breakfast together. Um, the three of us were at like a big table first and then that guy and the other friend showed up and the guy that I liked sat right next to me. Um, I could be looking too deep into this, but that kind of gave me a feeling that he might be interested. After breakfast, we all went back to my friend's apartment to watch a football game. Um, and we just continued hanging out, but nothing really came of it and I didn't really get his contact information. Um, I wish I could have just had one more one-on-one conversation with him, um, and we could have exchanged numbers, but there wasn't a great moment for me to sneak that in. How would you go about, like, this situation if you're wanting to continue talking to someone or potentially hanging out with them again? Um, He doesn't have social media, so I can't just follow him on Instagram or something. 
Um, my friend's boyfriend said he would give me his number, but I'm not sure if it would be weird for me to just text him. Should I wait until another potential group hangout kind of happens and play it out then? Um, I wanted to suggest maybe my friend's boyfriend talk to him and feel out the situation to see if he said anything about me. Um, but the three of us felt that that could be kind of weird, too. I don't want to make the situation weird um, if I'm looking too deep into everything and reading it wrong. I also have a deep fear of rejection, which I know I need to get over and work on, but it's really hard. Um, if you have any advice or have ever been in a situation like this, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You talked through everything. We just got to put the pieces together now. Yeah. Um, I think I would, if I was in your situation at the point that you're in right now, I would have the friend's boyfriend that's friends with him just say ask him hey would it be okay if i gave oh yeah such and such your number i think that's the easiest way to do it without like feeling like it was some type of you know it could just that shows that you're interested to in potentially hanging out yeah i think that's that's the most i would get the friend's boyfriend Mm -hmm. involved That's, that's it yeah because anything further than that like it's just like no offense to your friend's boyfriend, um, but you don't know that he's necessarily the most reliable narrator. Mm-hmm. And like when you add another person in this kind of game of telephone, not only do you not know if like what they're saying is they're accurately mm-hmm. translating that to you, but there also might be like filtering it. Or- yeah. Or even just like how they're talking about you. They might be like misselling what you're like. It's just like it can get messy and like not super direct nor like concise and helpful but yeah I think that's the most I would do it'd just be like hey like would you see if like it's cool if I gave him like if can you ask him if it's okay like if you gave me his number mm-hmm. he might not ask him but like <laughs> you, you, then at least you know and then but also he could be you know if he like I hope he likes you it seems like yeah like you like the your friend's boyfriend likes you like as a person um you know it'll be like maybe he doesn't actually ask him but he just gives you the number anyway but that means that that's a good sign too yeah that it's like i don't need like i know he'll be fine with this like this isn't something that like i could i'd make an make an excuse if it wasn't like Mm -hmm. but i think that like i mean this with love if you you have to decide your fear of rejection where are you at in that journey because if you are like not, if you can't take potential reject, rejection right now, don't play. Like, don't participate in it. I've also been, like, there are times, like, even like work stuff, I've been there where I've like told our manager or something where I'm like, I like legitimately, like, if I have this, even when it comes to auditions and stuff, I'm like, if there are constructive notes, give them to me. If they're not constructive, I don't want them. And you need to filter them through at least one other person. Cause like, sometimes people just say things without, thinking about other people's feelings or thinking about how other people, mm-hmm. if, I, if I can't change anything about it, if I can't do anything about it, if it's just going to make like hurt me. I don't want to hear it. And you, if you're at the place where you're like, none of it will be beneficial to me. If there's nothing I can improve, if there's not, there's no reason if it's just like, oh, he doesn't think you're a trap, like whatever it is, even if it's no reason behind it, just know your own like threshold for like what amount of rejection you can take right now. Mm-hmm. Because 
a fear of rejection, like it's one of those things that it's like a slow step forward and forward and forward. And it's inevitable. We're all going to face rejection all the time. Um, but it, we need to face it in doses where we can get back up. And if you're at a specifically low point in your life, I would focus on nurturing that before pursuing, um, things where you have more heavy, heavy feelings involved. Even this is like, you have a crush and like, I think of a crush as a heavy feeling. Like it's mm-hmm. like light and fun, but like that is like, it takes up your mind. Like having yep. a crush can be fun and also crushing. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I would, you know, do some self inventory on that. But yeah. Yeah. you said that you're ready to date. You said yeah. that you don't want to get on the dating apps, but like you want it to be introduced through a friend or something. But you're, you're wanting, if you you're not prepared for rejection. That means that you're wanting your potential partner to do all the work to initiate getting numbers and moving to a one-on-one. But like, if this is what you're ready for, it doesn't matter who takes the initiative first. At least, you know, like, let's say he does reject you. Yeah. At least, you know, then that, you know, this isn't the person for you right now and you can move on to the next person. But if you do nothing, then you're just going to be constantly pining for them. And you'll most likely end up building people up in Mm -hmm. your head. And exactly like that, like there's something, even if it doesn't end up the way you did it, it, like you want it to, and he does reject you, you have a checklist and you have a a circumstance where you want to meet someone and you came up with that and you've been out of your relationship for, I don't know exactly how long you said you were out of your relationship, but like within that timeline, you've already found someone who checks off these things and you met in a situation, all of that. All that should do if this is not the person for you is reinforce you, you that like that there are multiple people out there. You can have mm-hmm. these feelings again. Like I think that's the best thing after a breakup when you have a crush on someone. Like if it doesn't pan out, that doesn't matter. All that matters is like, look, you can like someone again. Like you can have those feelings about someone again. And like that can keep you going and like recognizing that. But yeah, like you also don't know that like he has, doesn't have a fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. And like you have to put yourself out there if you want anything and at any point in a relationship you can face rejection like there isn't you don't get into the clear at all and that's like something that you have to work on yourself before you get into a relationship um but the best way to do any of this stuff is just to practice and I know you don't like dating apps but like let's just say if this doesn't work out how you want it to I think facing rejection on a dating app is a lot easier than facing rejection in person and like that might just help you with having no intention of meeting someone on a dating app it might help you feel more comfortable with rejection with someone who you don't ever have to see again Mm -hmm. because you are kind of giving yourself a little bit of higher stakes in said rejection you know right like I would feel it would be a little bit harder for me to feel rejected from someone who's like in a friend group that I'm also in Mm -hmm. but you don't know unless you try and if you wait till the next time just how life works he's someone else is gonna have met him and like they're not gonna have waited Mm -hmm. like the timing is timing is key but also timing is key and timing is also never perfect. Right. So like you said that you didn't have a time or an opportunity to like, don't worry about being yeah. awkward. Like life is always going to be awkward. Like things are always going to be awkward and they're going to be weird. Like you just kind of have to grin and bear it. And you get through that to get into a relationship to find somebody you really like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure Mats and I felt so awkward around each other at the very beginning about things. Like I don't even think about that now. It's just kind of a means to an end like every first date's going to be awkward every second date like, it's always going to be like that and trying to avoid awkwardness is just like it's never it's never going to happen right you just have to know what what can you handle in said moment so 
Hit him up immediately. 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 And also having no social media is a green flag, but also he doesn't have like a secret family, right? I don't know, but I don't think so. But also green flag, but my research is limited now. I know. It's hard. It you know what? Be better for you though. The ultimate green flag though is you have you have social media. You just like never post. Mots. Exactly. <laughs> you post for your anniversary. I said what? I didn't I remember. I didn't know. You said to me. You were like, "What he do?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" You're like, "Are you guys like in a fight? Seeing the doghouse or something?" And I was like, "No, why?" And you're like, "Oh, he just posted." And I go, "It's our anniversary." And you were like, "Ah." <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you asking me this? <laughs> what did he do? Nothing." <laughs> No, you, I think you said, what did Mots do this weekend? And I was like, he went to Scotland. His parents were, what? <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were right at him. Okay. Hi, I'm a 23-year-old girl that goes by she, her. I'm calling today to get advice on dating after a breakup that happened a year ago. So I live in LA and I met a guy at a club. He's 28 and goes by he, him. He has a four-year-old daughter and works in the NBA. I know it's a non-conventional way to meet someone, but we started talking and realized we have so much in common. He lives in Ohio and moved, and moved to LA in February. For the time being, it's perfect for the both of us because I feel like we're establish, establishing an emotional connection first rather than a physical one. The conflict I'm having with myself is creating a balance of how much power I want to give away to someone in a new relationship because in my last one, I gave everything away. I've been going to therapy for about eight months and recently stopped because my therapist my therapist felt like I had all the tools to go without it and use what I learned on my own. She still does offer it any time I need to talk or vent. For example, we have we had a conversation about my Instagram because I post risque photos, and for his job, he has to have he has to have a professional look to him. He reassured me that he doesn't see me any less or as if I'm not professional. He has told me in the past it was an issue with others. Um, when he wouldn't post or repost them because of what his colleagues could think. He told me if posting me is something I would want, if I could compromise and go on private so his colleagues could view him a certain way. He explained to me that he is a black male and works hard for his career and doesn't want anything to compromise that. I see my Instagram as a creative outlet for my sexuality and confidence, but I feel like I'm being judged for it. In my therapy, I had realized how much of myself I had lost in my last relationship, leaving me with no friends, no confidence, and no self-love coming out of it. I worked so hard to build up every part of my life again, and so I guess my question is, how much is too much to compromise? If something makes my partner more comfortable, and how much is not? Um, I'm not sensitive. I'm an Aquarius, and I've been a longtime listener for about, like, four years, um, and I really do appreciate um, you guys in the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, we love Aquarians on this podcast. Do we? As an Aquarius sun and an Aquarius rising and Leo and Aquarius are sister signs. We love, we hate Aquarius men. Love Aquarius yeah, men. They're different. No, Aquarius men are like not okay. I don't understand. Yeah, they're, it's red flags. So you didn't hear us whispering during this, but we were, we, sometimes we narrate along with the call um, and I think we've both decided he's not a player. No, there's no, he's there's not, no way. He's not a player. Also, as soon as you said that, like, he was from Ohio and he moved to LA, I was like, you are making this pool so fucking small for us to figure out who this is. Yeah. But then you talked about, and I was like, oh, okay, you're yeah. corporate. And I think, and she said he works in, wait, for the NBA. He, she didn't say he, like, he's in the NBA. No, I know. I thought she was trying to be subtle at first. No. Yeah. Also, you said this is, I know this is an unconventional way to meet somebody. 
LA in your 20s, that's how uh, I met a whole bunch of people. Yeah. That's I met at a at a club. That's I met Drake at a club. Yeah, but you weren't dating him. Yes, it's hard. I understand like the compromise, how you feel like you're compromising yourself because you see that your social media as a cre- creative way to express yourself. But I completely understand where he's coming from. Without like, a doubt. He's um, if he's working for the NBA, he must be like some type of executive in the corporate office. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a coach. He could be like some type of coach, too. Either way, like any of the people that aren't players, anybody that's yeah. buttoned up has to have a certain decorum about what they're doing. Like, they I have, think they have they a little have, code of conduct. They have yeah. a code of conduct and they have like rules that you have to abide by. So if you want to date him, like you're going to have to. If he if you want him to post, because he doesn't, it's not like he doesn't have yeah. he's not against posting you. It's just that he can't post and then tag you. And then it gets back to the people that he works for. And then especially like being a black man in like a position like this, he's going to he's under even more of a microscope and they're going to judge any of his actions no matter what. So I understand that this is hard for you, but. I think it might be even harder for him. Yeah. And I don't want to, and I don't want to like minimize what you're going through at all. It's just that this is his life. This is his livelihood. This is his money. So he can't, he, he has to be on his best behavior at all times. So he can't, he can't compromise any of that. Yeah. And he's a dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that I is do. also like when his kid grows up, there's going to be rules about what the kid can and can't post mm-hmm. or if the kid is on private. Like when you are in a position where, um, I mean, the NBA might be slightly less white than most of the corporate um, at athletic stuff, but like maybe by a point zero 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 one percent like they're that's why most of those corp specifically the NFL and uh, the NBA, they're if you look at the breakdown of the players and then you look at the corporate and who's calling all of these shots, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, very, very, very white and corporate. Um, so his, anyone becomes anyone who's attached to him becomes like an extension of him. So like, it's not about, from my perspective, it's not about like what you do or if it's something that he likes or like agrees with. I think like, your feelings are so valid in this. And honestly, like you've done made all this progress in therapy and like specifically like having the revelation of, I felt like I gave away so much of my power in my last relationship. And this is something that you find really empowering. It honestly just might be like, you're not compatible for where his job is at. That doesn't mean that you as people aren't compatible, but also I think if you are really, you really like him and you're really interested, I think having a conversation of, being candid of being like, this is like triggering me and reminding me of my last relationship. Like, could we unpack this? Because he could tell you, like, I don't agree with any of the code of conduct thing. Like it's, I I don't agree with these certain things that they like want me, but if he's a coach, like specifically, and like they get photographed and stuff, it's like, I don't like that. I have to wear this. I don't think I have to dress up with this. I don't like that. I can't wear like, um, certain brands of like basketball shoes. I don't like, I can't wear like tennis shoes on certain things. Cause it's not seeming professional. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I can't have my facial hair this way. I don't like, I can't have my hair this way. Like it could be like, maybe if you have a conversation with him and he can explain more that like, cause for you, this is new. And like, you're not a part of his work life that 
you're only hearing this. Like this might be one of a thousand fucking things that he has to factor into this. And it might be helpful for you to have it not feel personal when you can hear the things that like he has sacrificed for this career that he doesn't agree with or Mm -hmm. something that like for a kid sacrificing that it's like, oh, we have to have like our nannies sign like an something like I have to hire a certain like I have to hire a nanny who signs an NDA or like whatever it is that is like the privacy and um the outward image of this but again I don't think that like I think I would feel uncomfortable and like kind of like a little bit weirded out by that but it doesn't mean that like that person is any like less of a great person it just might mean that like we're not compatible mm-hmm. for where we're at in our lives. Um, so I don't fault you for like feeling like this is you giving away a lot of your power. Um, and I also don't fault you if you felt like <laughs> you wanted to do, if you're like instincts are tingling and it feels like, I wonder if like this is a line he's giving me because he like, you know, is has someone else that he doesn't want he wants to make it so I don't ever want him to tag me you know what I mean when someone like tells you like I can do this you just have to do this and it's like well I'm never gonna do that so like you kind of know you're offering something Mm -hmm. like that so if you feel like that like yeah do some googling do some digging you've I don't know how it seems like very it's long distance right now if your gut instinct is like this feels like off I think it's also important as like with anyone that you're dating, if you're going to make decisions with about someone in like your life, especially if they're not around where you can really get to know them in person and like pick up on body language and like your comfortability, Google, like right. don't go through, I'm not saying go through his phone. We, I do give that message when you have feel like something's up. I don't think you think something's up, but like if you have some qualms about this Google or if his kid's other parent is like still around her in the picture, I'm sure you could also ask how things have like gone in other relationships or if they're still around if like you can have a conversation with them like I think if he is a good guy and he's been at this job for a while it seems like this is not the first conversation he's had and I think if he has access and a good relationship with an ex I'm sure he'd be more than happy to have them talk to you about that because I don't think he wants to come across as like a sleazy guy and he doesn't want you to do anything you're not comfortable with but wants needs to create these boundaries with work but if it also feels like it's coming from him, I think you need to ask some more questions to feel confident that you know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know? But this is tricky. Like it's, I just think you might not be compatible. Yep. But yeah, nothing wrong with meeting someone in a club. Let's take a break. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like, you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Woohoo! Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love you guys so much. Let's jump into it. I'm 23 using she, her pronouns. My boyfriend is 22, he, him, and he has three older sisters, all using she, her pronouns. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years, and we were one of each other's best friends for two years before that. We've done long distance our entire relationship, but our hometowns are 30 minutes apart. His sisters are ages 24, 26, and 29. I get along with them really well. The problem is that they don't always act in a way that I think is okay. Normally, I just let that thought pass because it's none of my business. The issue arises when it affects me or my boyfriend. In the past, they've acted in ways that I perceive to be selfish. For example, recently my boyfriend visited me for a long weekend. He realized that one of his sisters and her boyfriend would be in town from the other side of the country to visit another sister who lives in the same city as me. My boyfriend asked if I would want to see them because he wanted to respect our time together. I said I did. He relayed the message, and his sister sent a link to a weed-themed comedy show. Basically, the comedians are high, the audience is high, everyone's smoking. I found this really shocking because my boyfriend struggled with weed dependency for years and hasn't used it now for a year and a half. This summer, my boyfriend, his family, and I were all together. His sisters, their significant others, and us were drunk, and my boyfriend ended up confiding in them about the abuse he underwent from their dad, as well as how this led into his weed dependency. They were so supportive, and it really felt like he could lean on them, which made me so happy, and I was really relieved that it wasn't this big secret anymore. My boyfriend said that he was disappointed by his sister suggesting this event for us, but he seemed to shrug it off. My question is, what do I do about this growing resentment? It's an uncomfortable feeling to have because in life, I would usually be able to be direct with people. Usually they're my friends, coworkers, or family, and I can tell them how I feel or what I think. My therapist asked me at what point I'd feel comfortable voicing my concerns to them, and honestly, I don't know. I know my boyfriend would tell me that I can say whatever I want because he knows I'll never be rude, but I'm really worried that if I get too honest, things will get messy really fast. Also, this is a weird dynamic for me because I'm the oldest in my family. So now I'm associated with the youngest being my boyfriend, and sometimes it's awkward when I feel like his sisters are acting more immature. I could really use some help on this. I love you guys. I love the podcast, plural, so much. All right. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you for loving our podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. As a confrontational person, I know the pain. I know the pain of feeling like you can't just say what you want to say, but... I do think there's something innately built in when it's not your drama and it's not your personal life. Like it can be your extended life. It's not your personal life. And you care about, you care about the people on either end of it, but more specifically that you care about a positive outcome and a change. 
that that changes how you talk about it. Like how I talk when I confront someone, like you were saying that like you're fine with this, like friends, coworkers or whatever. The confrontation, no matter what, always has an end, uh, has a resolution and a goal in mind. Like if I'm done with you and we're having a confrontation, like how I'm going to speak to you and what I'm going to say is very different if we have a working relationship and I'm mm-hmm. trying to get thing, something to be solved. Yeah. Or I'm trying to get you to understand something. Like there is a difference between this really like is really frustrating for me to watch. And I know that he was okay with it. But personally, I really wasn't okay with it versus like, you're a fucking bitch and I hate you. Like mm-hmm. there is no matter what, like the content that you're saying is going to be different. So like your worry of like, I don't want to be too intense. I don't know. I would probably just write everything down, show your boyfriend and just be like, I don't want to speak out of turn. And I also want to make sure I'm not speaking for you. Um, And first ask him like, would you be comfortable? I want to talk to your sister. I was going to write something. I can show it to my friend. Or I also wanted to know, like, do you want to read it over before I talk to them about this? If you don't want to, don't worry. But like, I just want to extend the offer there. And have someone else like, you know, read it over. And then I think like, if you come from a genuine place, your delivery, no matter what, because it's like, it's your boyfriend and you care about him. I it's really hard to subconsciously and accidentally like completely demolish a relationship when you're kind of going at it from for somebody else. Like you're just going to be more careful. You know what I mean? Like I just can't imagine you're going to say, you're going to go too far. You're going to say something like so unforgivable because you know the consequence of that. And that's not what he wants. Yeah. I mean, that's great non-toxic advice. Give me your toxic advice. I mean, it's not even advice for her, really. It's just like... I'm sorry, the weed show seems... I mean, that's obnoxious to me, but I'm sure there's several people that enjoy that. Just to me, if one of my sister's husbands came up to me to tell me their issues with something that I did that is directly affected to my sister, I'd be like, get out my face like I don't I don't really I and they're like my actual brother-in-laws they I've known all of them for or both of them for 10 years yeah like they're my family as well but like my sisters are my sisters and they can say to me whatever they want and we will fight and we will be back being sisters but I'm sorry but their their husbands came to me with some bullshit and this is not bullshit, but if they came to me, concerns or not, I'd be like, no, I'm not talking to you about this. If Megan or Melanie has something to say with me, not this Megan. We're Megan sisters. Megan or Melanie has something to say with to me, then they can say it to me. But like, I don't need you running something through me, through you about my sisters. Yeah, I think like, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I, like, I don't disagree with your advice. Yeah. I'm just saying from my no, standpoint, that's I, how I would feel. That's if I, I don't, I have a brother, but it's not the same. He's but like a lot older than yeah. you. You didn't grow up together. I, but I, I think if we did, like, if I, I would probably, I would have the same point of view as you. So like, I think you, Melissa, but like, caller, I think you need to figure out like what you want. Mm-hmm. Because like, <sighs> confrontation, like, in this kind of instance, I think confrontation when it's like not, um, you're not confronting something in the moment. It's like, hey, this thing, like whatever. Like 
it's just like you have to there's only you can want to do it because you bring something up not in the moment later on after you've thought about it because you want to resolve something that works in relationships and friendships when you are one half of a party that is involved if you are an onlooker really the only thing I can think of that like you can convey and you can get out of this is like it might feel cathartic and that's kind of it and and that's for you it's not yeah for anyone else and like I can't promise you that you're going to do that and you're probably going to walk out of it more frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in theory, it might feel like really great and you just like want to get it off your chest and like you think that you can like get to them and it can like change whatever. But it's just going to be for you and it might only be for you for two seconds before like they shut it down and it's just kind of like, why are you bringing this up? Like in the moment, I think like if they brought up like a weed show, I'd be like, I'd probably make a joke about it. And it's like a weed show. And it's like, well, I feel like that's probably not the right company. Mm-hmm. And like, and there was something that's else it. That you could do all together. Yeah. But like after the fact, and if he he's already revealed a lot of about himself and gave them a reason why, I don't see why you need to go add to it when it's when things have already been said. He shared about his abuse and why um, why he was smoking and why he stopped smoking with them. Like, I just don't know what you can add to that. And I don't know what the conversation, what you're going to get out of it and what he's going to get out of it. Because, like, sometimes it is good to, like, correct people after the fact of being like, hey, that wasn't cool. Um, and I wouldn't do that moving forward. Um, and there's a window to do that. And... All that really is, is just to say it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just to say it. It's kind of to check it off in your mind. Like someone says something out of pocket and you didn't feel comfortable saying something in the moment. And you say it, like you pull them aside a minute later because you don't want to say it in front of everybody. But like, that's it. Like, you can't expect that that's going to lead to some that person apologizing or changing their behavior or like doing anything like that. You can't control their relationship. And you're an onlooker of their relationship. And you can also be a, critic of their relationship you cannot like her you can like her but not like how she treats him but you are not in control of how that relationship moves forward not just on her actions but also his like if he doesn't want to call it out in the moment you doing it might backfire and make it worse like Mm -hmm. it he needs to go by what he wants and sometimes like it's just nice to be able to have a partner to vent to without thinking that or without worrying that they're going to then turn around and tell someone else. Right. Like tell that the person about that. Like he said that he told you that like, you know, it's fine. But like, I don't know, I would probably revisit that conversation with him. And like, are you hearing what you want to hear in that moment? Or is, is he being like, yeah, if you want to talk to them, like, I don't think anything like I don't you don't have to like something's not going to change. Like I don't think you get anything out of it. But if you really want to, like, I can't stop you. That's very different than you know, I do feel pretty like uncomfortable having this conversation. Like I would be, I would be really happy if you could have a conversation, like let's come together and like write down what I would like you to say. And, um, I'm going to have a follow-up conversation with her like afterwards when I feel a little bit more confident in like what I, how I feel about this. There's just a big difference there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just can't fix this relationship. And like, all relationships, friendships, like siblings, like they ebb, they ebb and flow. They go through different phases and different times. You also don't, and not to like totally minimize this, you also don't know that the weed thing was like malicious. It literally could have been 
a total brain fart. Yeah, like I don't drink, but I'll still go to a bar. You know, they could have been thinking of it in that way. Yeah, and what he's shared with you, a lot of times in our adult life, we can find it a little easier to like share deeply personal things with someone who like doesn't know the intricacies like of our entire life and like how we grew up. Like that can be a little easier. So you honestly might have more insight than his siblings do, but also you- you're not unbiased you're unbiased you're not related to the dad that's not your father like you it's it would be easier for you to say something it would be easier for him to say something to you as opposed to other people that are going to be affected by this you're not affected by this yeah in a direct way you're affected through his emotions yeah so this is like a complicated family thing And I think that like from what you've said, his sisters have been really supportive when he brought that up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that them inviting him to do this negates that support. I think there's a lot of reasons. And it also just could have been an oversight and like an unintentional offense. But if your boyfriend like needed an apology and like needed them to recognize that, like, It's his responsibility to get that from them, not yours. Mm -hmm. And I think if you involve yourself, it needs to be done. um, It has to be done as a unit with you and your boyfriend, regardless if he's like physically there. He needs to know everything you're saying and he needs to not only co-sign, but like enthusiastically want you to say this. Like you either need to be the vessel for that conversation um, or just... Not at all, but yeah. All right, next call. Yep. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I just got out of a very long seven-year relationship, 25 she, her, and moved out of my ex's place to a new apartment on the other side of the city to not only be out of his house, but to be closer to my work and my friends. This past weekend, I went on a date with a guy, 26 he, him, where I think we both intended it to be a drink date and a hookup, which it was. He wasn't a bad guy, just a little boring, and the sex was fine. It was good, but not legendary by any means, and I wouldn't want to have sex with him again. The main problem is that when we were discussing where to go after the bar, he asked where I live. Turns out in one of the biggest cities in the country, he lives in the apartment building exactly next to mine. This means that the guy I intended to have a one-night stand with now now lives one minute away from me, knows which apartment is mine, goes to the same gym as across the street as me, same Starbucks as me, same market as me, literally everything. I just moved to this apartment like a week and a half ago after searching for months. I literally even denied his offer to pick me up because I didn't want him to know where I lived for just a hookup. If I really, really liked the guy, I don't think this would be as big of a deal, but he's not interesting to me and now will be able to find me anytime he wants. He even wants to go to the gym together, which I don't want to do because I don't even like going with friends. Like, oh my God, what do I do? I don't want to see this guy again, but that's going to be impossible. I already changed my entire gym and local routine around not seeing him again, but that won't work forever. So please, any advice would do. I think I'm a cursed person that there's no way my one night stand is now my neighbor and he's already texting me again. So anything would do. Um, Thank you so much. Have a good day. Love you guys. Been listening for years. Bye. There's only two options. Witness protection program. Move. Yep. (laughs) Or just flat out tell him you're not interested. I think that's the best option because you can't move i mean you could move but 
I don't know how long you're in your lease and you can't change your routine forever. And let's say you change your routine and it just happens to be y'all walk out in the street at the same time. I've run into people I don't want to see. Me too. This is my personal hell. Mm-hmm. Like you're living a sitcom. Like yeah, this is, this is a, sitcom a sitcom trope. Sitcom or it's a romantic comedy where you're like, I never want to see that guy yeah. again. But Ooh. he actually is the love of your life. And he Why does he keep popping right up? Next door. Right under my nose. Yeah. Enemies to lovers. Um, you just got to tell him you're not interested. Yeah, but you got to be specific because this was, there was no strings. This was just like a hookup. Mm-hmm. Um, so as somebody who is ghosted, like a fuck buddy, you have to be very specific in how you, I didn't ghost, but like if you were going to Tell a fuck buddy you're not interested. You have to be specific. And when I say specific, you have to lie. Mm-hmm. You have to tell him that you got back together with your ex. I'm not saying You do. That. You don't have to say this ex specifically, but like you need. The ex me. You need to like, I find that like the best way, because it's like, well, no, it's just like casual. But like you can say like, I started dating someone new. Sure. Like I'm, I'm starting to see someone new seriously okay, that sometimes can be like, well, I can compete, like, blah, blah, blah. If you met them, when did you meet them? If I was sleeping with blah, 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 blah. You know what? Usually men just shut them up. I went back with my ex. Because that is just like, oh, that's, I don't know the history. I don't know how long you've been but, together. Like, that's enough. I don't. That's something you have to keep up in case you accidentally run into them too. And then let's say you start dating somebody and then you accidentally run into them. I would say my ex and I are talking again. Or you, because here's the thing. What is worse? Seeing him in person and having to just be like, oh yeah, my ex and I are talking again. He doesn't know who your ex is. He doesn't know which ex you're referring to. And also it could be like, by the time he sees you again, it's like, oh yeah, it didn't work out. Then you're like seeing someone new or whatever. It or, didn't work out. Okay, so do you want to hang out? No, but if you're if thing. you're seeing someone so new, just gonna, I, yes, but like, or you can pretend the new person is your, but you're not friends with him. Like, how much friends. conversation guess, you're I having? I think that this is gonna snowball in the comedic way, and it's just gonna crash back down on you. But what is worse, seeing someone at a Starbucks who you've told that you're back with your ex, and like, even if they know it's a lie, versus being like, "Hi, I'm not interested in you." After we had sex, and then he's like. You're seeing someone who's like, oh, you didn't like having sex with me? No, it's like, hey, I had a really good time that one time, but um, that was enough. <laughs> Melissa. You you were so good that you just like sealed it. I'm done. I never I have to have sex again. I, I'm good. It was so satisfying. <laughs> no, you no, have to. I'm not. I, I, I don't. I don't co-sign with the lie. I, I don't co-sign with yours. Cool. No, but do you under you're giving him a door if you see him like hey that's it we don't have to have a conversation i i'm actually gonna pretend like i don't even have i don't see you fake amnesia be like the guy from this week's episode i can't even tell you but there's an episode there's a there's a write-in for this week's episode of but am i wrong do that (laughs) no i just think that like you have to evaluate the situation. Yeah, I was I like, forgot. what? I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, there we yeah. go. You have to evaluate the situation. But I think if you are trying so hard to avoid him by like switching like gyms and all of that kind of stuff, my biggest fear, yes, would be thinking like would be him knowing where I live and safety wise. And so for me, I would have that lie include that I am if if on the chance, because, you know, there's a I was going to say 50 50 way higher chance. Um, 
that he's like going to be one of those angry misogynist. I'm a nice guy kind of thing. Like I would like to keep the image up that there is a man who you will make up in your head. This man, like what there's a man here, like don't come back. Like I'm not just sitting at home by myself. Like I'd also probably get a dog. Building doesn't allow dogs, but his does. I would uh, move. I just think that like, you can only know how he'll react to something. Like, is he someone who is going to like, just take that you're not interested with in stride? Is that just going to be like, is he done? Or is he not going to be like, mm-hmm. it, do, is there, does there need to be somebody else like involved? And even then, like I've had ones where like, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing someone like more seriously now and they still don't stop. Yeah. And like, why you should just tell the truth. But then they're still not going to stop either way. Okay. Well, minus one well of them, the you truth. get to live a sitcom. What are you and the your whole, honest truth? The whole situation is a sitcom. Yeah, but you want to play into the, why? Don't make her be the straight man. They're <laughs> playing into the bit. Or you can be the bitch that says I'm done. If you feel safe and you think he will take that, and that will be okay. But hey, a lot of the time, until a man knows that there's another man, like it's. That's it. Like, that's like when they'll stop. Like, you know, it's I've had guys who are like, oh, I'm not interested. And then it's like, oh, I'm not blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. They're like, oh, okay. Because those are two, apparently two different things, mm-hmm. you know? So, but also I don't want to like, I, I'm a firm believer in like, you can be paranoid about like paranormal, but I don't think you can be paranoid uh about like as a woman or anyone i mean not even just as well like but like as a person um i don't think you can ever be too paranoid about people and like your safety and that stuff so like if you whatever you want to do you want to get a ring doorbell you want to get something like that like don't feel like you're being too extra like whatever helps you feel safe um but I hate a clingy one night stand. Yeah. That, and also the sex with the whole eh. purpose of mm-hmm. a one night stand. It's one night. Yeah. Or you could just lie and tell him you moved. Or you have a twin sister. You're going to run into this. You have a twin sister. You got to keep up this lie forever. I Maybe this is how much I need an acting job because I'm like, why do you keep saying this? Like, that's going to be a hard or not fun thing. Like character work every day. Yeah, because you're an actor. I know. I think I'm really projecting what I would do. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's what this podcast is. Us projecting our thoughts onto other people? No, you've come from your own personal, what you would do. And you've got two options here. You could tell the truth or you could lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm team lie. <laughs> I'm clearly team truther. I'm a truther. <gasps> oh my God. You heard it here first. <laughs> Someone save me. All right, let's take a break. Woo! Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We're back from our break. We're doing Don't Blame Them. This is where listeners will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. Oh, actually, before we get into this, should we read the update message? So last week's episode, um, the title episode, which was Mom Used a Slur, we got a message from that caller. From that daughter. Yep. So thought I would share for everybody. Hi, Eminem. I, unfortunately, am the caller with the racist mom from today's episode. I wanted to reach out to thank you for your advice. After hearing my call and how you both interpreted some of the things I said, politically incorrect, quote unquote, the world is changing. I'm embarrassed at how naive and oblivious it made me sound. 
I am realizing how deeply I've internalized and downplayed the racism I and others have experienced in my family. So thank you for calling that out as well. Also, I played the call response for my boyfriend. He felt very validated by your words and agreed with your advice. Hopefully I will have a positive update in the near future. I love both your podcast and both of you, XO. We love you too. And you too. you're gorgeous. And your boyfriend is, we're not, we're not stalkers. No. But like if information is there, then we're going to research it. We know? just want to let you know, you and your boyfriend are very hot. Mm-hmm. Very. You're very hot. So. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on that. You have got a good guy mm-hmm. who's also nice to look at. Yeah. And you're also great because you're gorgeous and you also listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. So like you both and he like what we said. Advice and stride too. Yeah. And he you played him this and he liked our advice and agreed with what we said. So like you guys are mm-hmm. can I I can't give them anything. But if you could give them a figurative, what do you give them? A moissanite? Because they're not like Yeah. Um, a topaz? No. Let me give them. A diamond in the sky. As in twinkle, twinkle, little star. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Intergalactic. Yes. So you have like literally checked off all the boxes. You recommended to a friend Mm -hmm. and your friend is your boyfriend and you both like us. So we wish nothing. We always were rooting for the both of you. Splendid. But uh, thank you for sharing that. And I think. I'm I'm glad you were able to take that in and you felt comfortable playing that with your boyfriend too. So. All right. Now time for Don't Blame Them. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for a Don't Blame Them for the episode. I hope nothing but the worst for him um, about the adult relationship call. I'm 25. She, her. And I loved your suggestions, but I just had some more advice for them. So what I've noticed in my adult relationship is that I have kind of like different categories of friends, and that sounds bad, but it's definitely not. It's just some friendships I treat like long-distance relationships and really schedule things out and have like dates and times and locations. And some of them I just treat very spontaneously, and we just text the day of or the day before, like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to go to Target? Do you want to just hang out, watch a movie? And I feel like that's okay especially in big transition times when a lot of people are either moving or settling into new jobs or getting schedules. It's really hard to kind of meet up with people and you feel very isolated and alone. But just know that everybody going through this same transition is also feeling isolated and alone and probably wants somebody to reach out and see if they want to hang out with them. And um, I think that if you just continue to reach out to people and kind of adjust your relationships to how they're kind of moving it'll definitely help out so i hope that makes sense i love the show i'm so glad that i can call for something um and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day okay bye splendid advice absolutely splendid we used to give this advice mm-hmm. i don't think we did it in this time but like no, we didn't we were keeping it fresh yeah but, you it's know. one of our age-old things it's yeah. like friends have categories and i literally said to melissa as you call her we're saying it i was like you know target friends mm-hmm. like that was like the term we would use uh-huh. and you were like a friend to go to target with yeah so if you've been listening for a while you actually might have been giving advice we yeah gave you but um, if not then we're all on the same page and it's a universal experience. It's, yeah, it's a universal experience. And, you know, it's good to, you know, have somebody else say something that we've said before without us repeating ourselves. Yeah. And, like, that is something that changes. And mm-hmm. that, I think, is the biggest, best way to lean into that transition. Yeah. Um, 
is recognizing that friends have categories. Even when you're growing up, they did mm-hmm. too. But you just don't. It, yeah, it's not as like obvious. Your dance friends. Yep. You have your, like for me, like church friends. Mm-hmm. You have your whatever activities. It, it's just what activities or things or even like your parents' friends' kids are like those friends too. And even like friends you have in different classes mm-hmm. that like friends you have lunch with and like you might not see that much and like you have a friends that you hang out with in this math class but you don't yeah. really spend a lot of other time together and like you you have those yeah. things. The neighborhood friends. Mm-hmm. Carpool friends, yeah. like someone who goes to your same bus stop. Like you have all of that stuff but because it's in a smaller bubble it doesn't feel like they're so parceled off and yeah. you don't have to do as much. Mm-hmm. But when you're an adult you have to like you have to maintain those categories. Mm-hmm. So great advice. Wonderful, amazing. And um, that's it for our episode. Head on over to our Instagram. Follow us. We would appreciate our individual ones and also the podcast account. We're also on TikTok. And if you are still listening at this point, which you should be, go comment. Who's the coolest person you've ever met at a club? <laughs> Can be a local. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be someone very, very cool. Yeah. Or your coolest club story. Or your most unhinged club story. I once got fingered um, <laughs> at a Vegas club next to the pool. Melissa? <laughs> and then he flipped me over his head, like, dancing with the stars. And then the security guard came over and was like, can't do that. Wait, I need to know your prox. I hate that I am asking a follow-up. <laughs> I need to know your proximity to the pool. We're not in the pool. No, I know. Next to the pool. But are you on the slippery spot or no, are you on the was, rough like concrete? A, no, I was on like a like a, a lounge chair. Also, Rihanna and uh, Bruno Mars. And he got you busted. You love for, Bruno Mars? Huh? You love Bruno Mars? I do. Oh. He got busted for coke that night. What? <laughs> no yes. way. So that's my crime. I am shocked. <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> In Vegas? Yeah. It was all in the head. At a day part? It was before wow. he was like who he is now. So he was, was just like a man in a fedora. Yeah. He was an up and coming. Like people knew who he was, but it was all in the news. You mean to tell me a man in a fedora did cocaine in Vegas? <laughs> Color me shocked. Yeah. I did some questionable drugs in yeah, Vegas. But that's that's my craziest story. No. Okay. So he flipped you over on... I'm sorry. Now I can only think of Bruno Mars flipping you over. <laughs> And is he knocking off his fedora when that happens? Huh? I said, will Bruno Mars accidentally knock off his fedora when he flips you over? It was not Bruno Mars. It was a man. He told me, I mean, I didn't believe any of his story, but he told me he was very rich and all this other (laughs) stuff. I was just horny and just making out. Every night that we went out, I had a different dude that I was with. And my friends were like, you're pulling all these guys. And I was like. What? what Like it's hard? Right. Wait, no, no. So are you on like a platform? At like, a t- like, are you no, on like a table? Think of like a pool, like pool. I don't even remember what club it is, but pool. And then it has, there's people, like it's not deep enough. So like it's people dancing in the pool, but it's also nighttime too. So it's like, it's turned into full club. Uh-huh. And I I'm hate when people, are, I hate that at night. Chairs on the side. And I was sitting and talking. I had on a dress. Well, yeah, easy access. Yeah. I and didn't think he, he like, like got you through some trousers. Really, like, making out and he like then fingered me and then he was like, come to my hotel room. And I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to get <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I'm trying to get fingered. I'm not trying to die. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, and then we were dancing and he was telling me that he was a good dancer and he flipped me over his head like ballroom On the dance, dance floor. Yeah, ballroom dance okay. style. And then the 
people at the club were like, the you bouncers can't. were like, you can't do that. Okay. Like, what if it was the 50s? What we this makes more sense to me. So you were swing dancing as opposed Not to... swing dancing. No, we were like dancing, dancing. No, no, I know. But like, but you know, a just... swing dancing kind of, you know, like that's what yeah. they do the flips. In my mind, you were on a lounge chair and he just like pancake flipped you over. And I was like, no, no, no. That's not sexy. No. Okay. Or I thought it was like a cheer stunt and he was like, and perky and <laughs> basket toss. <laughs> wow. That's a so, good club story. Yeah. I've never gotten any ass in a club, but granted, the only time, well, I'm trying to think if that's true. I had done that in Vegas twice. Yeah, one time my mm-hmm. but yeah, and then the other time was when I was figuring out if I liked moths or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna like this is all in my book, everyone go read it, you're not special. But I was like, I'm like, this is like my friends were all like, You're gonna be like this is the weekend that you just figure out, like, yes or no, like figure it the fuck out. Everyone's like, make out with someone, like find someone, like go hook up with someone, blah blah blah. The first fucking people who come up to us, like we literally just got to like the club beach chairs. I don't think I mentioned this in the book. Maybe I did. We get there and it's like like two seconds these group of guys come over and they're like hitting on us and i'm asking them what they do and they work at the other big one of the other big agencies in la and i'm like laughing and then they it is. yeah it yeah is and when they asked where and turns out and they're like oh do you know ma Sangdal? and i was like are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. me and that was my sign i was like yes i do like this kid is somehow through his mind sent people who know him yeah here and they followed up with him like a while ago they were like hey like um can I get that girl like Megan Sember or something like that? Like, I know you know her. And I was like, oh, we're kind of dating. And he was like, oh, sick. Congrats, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah, tell us your crazy club story. We don't even have to know the people. It doesn't have to be celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, it can literally just be like... Just a story. Yeah, just a story. I love it. Because I was just telling my story and then I remembered that Rihanna and Bruno Mars were there. Dude, I... That was before she was a billionaire. I miss clubs. I do too. <laughs> that might be the most shocking thing about us. Like, I really enjoy, I love a club. I love clubs. I love a club. I, the dancing, the people watching. Attention. Attention. Dressing like an mm-hmm. absolute whore yeah. and dancing like I'm doing it for dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's like literally my dream. Yeah. Like I love it. Maybe we'll go one day when your lungs are back. If they we come would back. have a let's be positive. I know. Um, it's mostly my heart. My lungs mm. are just suffering along with them. Maybe. I hope. I don't know. Yeah. Mots and I have also like never been to like Vegas or a club together. And he like okay, also so loves it. Bachelorette party. Vegas. I know. We've talked about it. Like we used to like <laughs> before the pandemic happened, like we used to like look up concerts in Vegas because we were like, we don't want to just go because like that's weird. And like I don't drink and like it, it would just be like a what would we be going for as a mm-hmm. couple now? So we like always were trying to find a concert like as our excuse to go. But the issue is like when we go with boys, like you have to pay for stuff. Yeah. That sucks. I know. I was like, with somebody that worked in PR and she just knew how to work a fucking room. And we were in VIP in no time. She just like, she saw some, this is another move me moment. She saw like a waitress passing by with empty champagne glasses and she just grabbed them and gave it to each of us and said, just act like you're supposed to be here. And we just walked into VIP and sat down. <laughs> like Vegas is free when you have tits yeah. and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's what we deserve. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is, we've got, we've got plans now. We do. We're going to Vegas, baby. <laughs> Imagine we do like a podcast thing in Vegas and we're just like, them <laughs> in Vegas. 
And we're just like in thotty dresses, like chunky platform like, heels. I'm ready for this. Me I'm too. Not joking. Yeah. Pussy fucking ready. Yeah. Pussy ready to pop. Uh huh. Drop. Pee pop on a handstand, actually. Do you know that? I, I'm going to make you, we're going to need to put some, I don't want you the, on, on, not on the dance floor. No, no. I was like, you're going to get, your hair's going to get so dirty. Yeah. That I was like, like, I'm going to need to get a whole bunch of people to create a human chain around you and some Lysol on the floor before you do that. I think you could get an infection. Yeah, I agree. Hold on. My friend sent me a picture. So I'm glad you didn't get fingered in the pool because I also think you get an infection. I know that. This is just me in a regular handstand. No, you just that form is fucking fantastic. Just arch your back. You also kind of look like a serial killer in that. Like it's fine. It's just like you don't look real. Like you look like you're so like it's such a perfect handstand. You're like, are you a axe murderer? (laughs) Like why can you do that so well? All you gotta do is arch and to peepop. You just arch your back, let your legs sink down, and then you just pop your hips. And my role will be. Woo! No, you gotta, go, go, I want go! You to smack it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No dollars. But I'm, I'm here to encourage the crowd to mm-hmm. monetarily spend on your talent. Great. I'm here as a hype. I'm as a very tall, <laughs> very bring, lanky hype woman. We bring a, like a safety plastic thing to put down. So that That's I what I was like. It. We do. We, we I, I hose you down. I take the floor. <laughs> I get my Swiffer and I go. Hold on, everybody. And they're like, "Is this the Jabberwockies?" And then you come out, <laughs> spin it on that beat. So you have to learn a whole break dance. No. Yes. That's not how you whore. You don't no, no, whore no. into breakdancing. Because we're going to trick them to you up. thinking that you're Jabawakis. You have the mask. Jump. You have the Jabawakis mask on. Everyone goes, Jabawakis. They're excited. You don't need to see them for that long. You rip the mask off. You take the black tracks up. You're suddenly just hot. Mm-hmm. And then pussy's popping. And they're like, whoa. They're confused. And they're turned on. I like that. It's performance art. <laughs> <laughs> okay see us in vegas coming soon um oh you're gonna read a review <laughs> yeah so sorry i distracted you oh this is from monica quinn i don't know if that's your real name but if it is you should change it if you can um this is a good review i'm just saying oh so i was like public damn we're slandering monica quinn no. quickly no 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 Thoughtful and a good time. Five stars. She came out to be like, hi, everyone. I work at NASA and I was like twiddling my bean while at work. What? So I'm saying, why does she need to get rid of her name? I'm just saying. Like some people. Oh, she didn't say anything incriminating. No. Okay. I was like, what a weird review. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. You know, sometimes you might leave a bad review and then you don't realize that your name is on there. Oh, no. Leave your name on there. If it's a bet, not yeah. us, I'm telling you about someone else. Like oh, maybe it was like a terrible podcast. It's just like, yeah, some men with a microphone. And you're like, I got to go leave a terrible oh, yeah. review. Be wary. Yes. But if you're leaving a negative review on our podcast, please use your full name. Even if you don't use your full name, we'll still we'll find, find you. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Megan and Melissa are like my WFH friends. What does that mean? Work from home. Okay. <laughs> I don't, is that what you're going? Is that what it actually means? Yes. No. Have you not received a single email blast in the last two years? No, I don't From, have to be blasted with emails. You're blasting yourself. Mm-hmm. No, like literally everything. I'm being like, work from home, casual, chic, like this, oh, this, I this. Unsubscribe from all um, by um, people that sell. And stuff. you missed the whole productivity and 2020, have, 2020, I have, 2020. I have a um, whole email address where all that goes to that I don't check. And you didn't 
see any TikToks in 2020 where they were like, my work from so. home aesthetic, my work from home, blah, blah, they blah. WFH? Yeah, and a hashtag. No one wrote hashtag work from home aesthetic. That's too many letters. I don't never read the hashtags at the bottom. Oh, I do. I'm always, cu- oh. I'm always curious. Mm-mm. I should have made something up. I really thought you were joking. You knew what it meant. No, I, I should have made something up. Okay. <sighs> okay. They keep me company for two plus hours between this and but am I wrong during my otherwise pretty socially deprived work week. I called in once and their advice added perspective and helped lift my uncertainty on the situation, leaving me with more clarity to decide how to proceed. Who got a copywriter on our hands? <laughs> Beyond their wholesome friendship. Well, we probably should have read this before our Vegas thing that we just <laughs> talked about, but yeah. A, a, a genuine friendship. There you go. Wholesome. We have holes. Yeah. Some. Wholesome uh, friendship and entertaining banter. They are always thoughtful and concerned and inclusive. Their empathy and integrity are amazing, and I truly thank them for it. They are actually putting out what they wish to see in the world, but we so need nice. more, which is honesty. Thank you, Mon- Monica Quinn. Monica Quinn. That was so kind. Mm-hmm. I feel like we paid you to write that. I know we didn't because like no, we don't have we money. have no money. So please join our Patreon. <laughs> or if you work for a company that does podcast ads, hit up our email um, and pay us. Adam and Eve. <sighs> um, that's so nice. Thank you. We appreciate it. If you want to leave a review, it really does make our day. Mm-hmm. And that made us smile. It did. And maybe it will help us make money from our podcast. We're trying. Desperately, we're trying. Um, so thanks for joining us. You can head on over to our Patreon. And um, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.